podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt here with a very special completely will smith themed <laughs> pop culture roundup we've done a will we've done a will smith yes. episode before yes honestly ill-timed because since then he's like had a whole a book came out like his uh book tour with jada happened like everything we learned a lot about will entanglement. Smith in the last year yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that does exist. And, you know, the the general opinion of that episode, I feel like, was he's kind of this, like, enigma we couldn't figure out. He's very private, but, like, very driven, but not very good at, like, picking the roles. And, you know, he's hunting for that. I feel like we um, thought he was weird, though, in that episode. Y- yeah. I mean, it was more, yeah, that was part of the weirdness. This is, like, mm-hmm. how, why is this guy so popular and yet so un, like, not respected necessarily in the traditional sense of like no oscars no recognition like ever acting Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing he was on the hunt for the oscar and so this season this like award season it was like very clear that he was the front runner for king richard and going into the oscars like no (laughs) no thought about it uh and then the slap heard around the world (laughs) but but i feel like we should rewind and look back at this season because Mm. while he's been the front runner the entire time and sort of you know there were mumblings of like oh maybe benedict cumberbatch could possibly like beat him especially when power of the dog was sort of on its high Mm -hmm. level um i think that yeah there were people were like oh well maybe denzel will win like a third oscar because he's doing a shakespeare but nothing really took off aside from will smith but he has had a series of very bizarre interviews um (laughs) where he said all kinds of weird things about him about his family um he had of course the statement where he talked about how he was planning on murdering his father and how he would be able to get away with it because he is the greatest actor of all time and like the police would have no idea that it was him um so while yes he has been winning a lot of stuff and i think has been fairly charming on the press tour you know he when he wins he thanks Anjanu Ellis his co-star he thanks the Williams sisters he like in some ways he he hit the marks that he needed to hit but I feel like in my mind this entire time there was something like weird and off about the whole thing so obviously fast forward like i would never is that true do you really think that i mean i would never have predicted this to happen yeah like never in a million years this was in insane and we'll get to it in a second but i think if if you were like hey one of the acting nominees this year will go up on stage and slap a presenter who is it i think that you could (laughs) limit it to a couple of people and that Will Smith would have been one of them, in my opinion. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting and kind of... Uh, seems like a, a dangerous ground to stand on. A, a weird game to play. Um, but yeah, I mean... He's just very erratic. 
You know, <laughs> don't you feel that way? Like he says things in interviews and you're like, what? Like, like he's not, it feels like stuff that he says is not vetted. And at a mm-hmm. certain point they sort of took him off the campaign trail a little bit. And we're like, yeah, we're not going to have you be doing as many interviews because of so many weird things he said. Uh, right. I mean, saying weird things and then act, lashing out are different in my opinion. So it feels like I wouldn't have necessarily, like, I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm answering your question that no, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that, but I know that I know you didn't predict this to happen because no one did. Um, but sort of explaining what we're doing here, we're obviously going to go through the Oscars on our Thursday episode, do more of a recap of like all the winners, losers, weird moments, um, comedy bits, all of that. But this story has become like the story that it felt like that would one discredit everything else about the Oscars as it sort of has done in the press tour of this the last 24 hours um but also there's just like a lot to cover with this and it's like a very weird moment and it and honestly we have had the you know fortunate slash unfortunate moment of living through some truly iconically weird oscar moments from like adele dazim to the la la land um moonlight mess up yeah Yeah. and so the oscars have always (laughs) been like a love it to hate it sort of vibe like we want to believe in the best of the oscars but they continue to disappoint in some ways um and so this whole like this moment was just like a shock and awe moment that i honestly think is the strangest thing to happen at the oscars whether or not you agree it's like the most you know there's a lot of pearl clutchy and saying that it's the most horrific thing to ever go down at a uh, you know pretty problematic award show i don't know i'm, I'm curious your thoughts because obviously we didn't watch together we haven't really spoken about it since um i've seen some tweets you've liked you've seen some tweets i've liked but <laughs> we haven't we haven't you know sat down and had uh, hash this out uh, well, from a pop culture perspective. I guess let's just like set up what happened for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, I think everybody knows, but just to like uh, yeah, yeah, set it no, up. Please. So I'm sitting here at an Oscars party. We are watching it. Um, we are like the middle, like at middle end, I would say, like maybe two thirds yeah, like through the, end of the second act. Yes. Yeah. Chris Rock comes out to introduce or to um, present best documentary a fairly innocuous category and he comes out we can sort of discuss how much of this was planned ahead of time and how much of it was like an off-the-cuff remark but he you know acknowledges will and jada and then says um that something along the lines of like jada you're you look like you're ready to be in gi jane which is famously a movie that Demi Moore was in where she shaved her head for the role because Jada Mm -hmm. has a shaved head at the moment. Mm -hmm. We then uh, Chris like proceeds on and and well, it doesn't get like a good laugh. It's kind of an awkward moment and he's kind of like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good joke. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it feels like you. I could not tell in the moment, and I'm still not sure whether or not, like, that was a written piece or whether he just, right. like, threw it off, like, like oh, off like, cuff, look, she's yeah. bald, like, whatever. Um, there's a lot more to unpack there, which we'll come back to. But for the <laughs> recap, so he sort of, like, proceeds on. The way the camera is angled, mm, for at least mm. us, you sort <sighs> of can't tell, like, exactly what's happening other than um, Chris Rock sort of looks like he's, like, looking at something. Uh, then you realize that Will Smith has like come up 
to the front of the stage, appears to smack Chris Rock. And then we get like a, they cut the audio. We're not sure what's happening. You're getting some like cuts of different people in the audience. Everyone sort of looks confused as to what's happened. Um, uh, we're cutting to Will Smith, but the audio is cut, so we don't really know like what he's saying. We uh, Chris Rock, oh, like you can tell he's. Oh says. yeah, you can tell he. <laughs> you can tell he says the f word, and you can also tell yeah. that he is pissed off. But then yeah. we, so, when the audio comes back, it's we're back to Chris Rock. He's sort of like, wow, that was crazy, and then yeah. proceeds to um, continue on with presenting best documentary. Everyone at my party was so confused as to what happened. We immediately were looking at Twitter, trying to figure out, like, was this a planned bit? Was, like, is this something that, uh, we like, is funny that we're supposed to pick up on? Did something yeah. go wrong? Is this actually a fight? Like, we I, we have no idea what is happening. Um, Questlove wins for Summer of Soul. He gets up. He gives a speech. You can tell he's also flustered by the moment. Like, it's not <laughs> as celebratory as, like, it should be. Um, and then <clears throat> the... And then they sort of, like, that award is done. And I think they cut to a commercial break. And we, yeah, continue to try to piece this together. Is that, like, how it happened in your real time, too? Yeah. I had been watching with with Rob. And then he decided to go to bed literally two minutes before this happens. And so I'm alone in the living room as this happens. And I, and it seems like the hit is scripted because it's it's like a weird slap. Like, it's a really dramatic, it's very like, big. top yeah. to bottom. Yeah, just like sort of this weird bitch slap. And that seemed scripted but then the audio cut and you could see chris's demeanor just like drop and then he fumbles through the like announcement after where he can't like get through the scripted part and he's just like let's just cut to the uh nominees and and so that made it feel like the tension was just like so thick even as i was alone in the space i was just like uh, i didn't know how to feel i felt like lapita nyongo in the background where i'm just like what is going on and yeah it just completely shifted the whole night and then Obviously, the international broadcasts don't cut out language. And so immediately there were clips from like Asia and Australia where they're like, here's the full thing. And that's where you get this bigger picture where he yells, um, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth twice. And Chris at the first part is like, it was just a joke, man. And Will Smith repeats like, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And it's very like awkward he gets some cheers some booze and it's just like okay and it was it was very <laughs> very uncomfy then, i'll say that <laughs> when chris rock initially tells the joke will smith they cut to will smith um and will smith is laughing but jada is like clearly annoyed and then we don't really get any footage i would say, I would say it wasn't like ugh, i roll it was like You could see her whole like she looks upset. Yeah, Yeah. she's yes. It's not like she clearly did not take the joke well. Um, But we don't have any footage that I have seen, at least, of like the two of them interacting between that moment where he's laughing and she's not, and the moment where he goes on stage. So I don't know if like she says something to him, if he just sort of looks at her and then go like I don't know what happened in between. So anyways, fast forward back to like real time. 
it's the next it's the commercial break they're presenting a couple of other awards um we're all like frantically looking through our phones eventually at some point in this process it comes out that jada smith has alopecia and that's the reason why she has a shaved head because she has a uh, medical condition which Mm -hmm. I did not know about, um, but I guess that she had talked, she has talked about it previously. So it is something that's in the public knowledge. Um, Amy uh, Schumer comes out at some point and sort of is like a, wow, that was crazy. Like, um, like kind of mentions it as a host. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But doesn't, but doesn't really hand like say anything about it. I think everyone's just so confused and so in shock that, and it's obviously a live telecast that's going to millions of people. So everyone's sort yeah. of like, okay, we're just proceeding on because we don't really know what to do. I think the only one, the presenter after the commercial break was um, Diddy. And he he said something where he's like, Chris oh, yeah. Rock and Will Smith are going to take care. Like, we'll take care of this at the party. Like, we're a family. We'll take care of it type thing. Mm-hmm. So that was like the only explicit acknowledgement of what had happened but otherwise will smith stays throughout the ceremony he then (laughs) wins an award and then the new wrinkle is his speech where he's obviously emotional he does seem a little embarrassed but this the the um the speech is kind of like strange to follow in the context of this moment because it seems like very much attached to that but then also attached to why he chose the movie and he talks a lot about how god like called him on this mission and like you know um like doing it in the name of love like wanting to be a person of love wanting to be a protector for his family like king rich like richard was a protector for his daughters a protector for his family and like he kind of rambles about this idea it's, a, it's like a wrinkle. it's an over five minute long speech it's the yeah. longest <laughs> oscar winning speech in the last like 10 years oh, um yeah. yeah he keeps saying oh and he has to protect this actor and this actor in the film and yeah. uh, it's mo- it's all women for the most part um yeah. and that yeah that he has to protect the venus uh the williams sisters uh, towards the end he comes around to this idea that he is like the like uh richard williams in the movie that everybody thinks he's crazy but he's actually just trying to do something that's good for his family at one point he calls out denzel washington who i guess has spoken to him like in the intermediate time between the slap and the speech and told him like when you're at your height that's when the devil comes to get you Mm -hmm. he apologizes to the academy but he doesn't apologize to Chris Rock. And then he sort of ends with, oh, I hope the Academy invites me back. Also, he's like <laughs> weeping this entire yeah, time. Very um, emotional. I sort I had a thought like halfway through that it the speech, I mean, was obviously disjointed, but there were parts of it that seemed put together. And I wondered if he had sort of had a planned speech. Yeah. And then because of the slapping thing, he tried to sort of like half adapt the planned speech to <laughs> yeah. um, like work with this protector idea. And that's why it sort of doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Because it feels awkward and not in a way that someone not in like an Olivia Coleman, like, oh, I just found out I was going to win. So this is like awkward because i'm rambling sort of way yeah yeah it was all kind of like odd and as we've talked about everyone was distracted by this like the whole ceremony felt weird after that and everyone was just on twitter reacting thinking like 
uh, talking out loud, lots of hot takes, lots of pearl clutching, lots of Judd Apatow saying <laughs> it was so violent. It was shocking. Um, and yeah, I mean, to catch everyone up, Will Smith has since apologized. Like literally, uh, this is Monday evening and he just released a statement where he says, explicitly that I'm sorry to Chris that that was not the answer and so there is like um you know he he's saying he was out of line it was wrong but that he jokes at the expense at my expense are part of the job but a joke about Jada's medical condition medical condition was too much for me and I was too much for me to bear and I reacted emotionally so kind of an interesting you know turn of events really just uh off the wall i have well, been i mean also, what well, was your first gut reaction to or i guess all? i was just gonna say like two more th- like a couple more things okay, like yeah, just yeah, yeah. in the like timeline of things that happened so i don't know where will smith went at like immediately after the oscars but there's always a picture that is of the four acting oh, yeah. winners and he is not in this year's picture it's yeah it's um ariana debose and troy kotzer and jessica chastain just the three of them will smith isn't there however will and jada and the entire family showed up to oscars after parties mm-hmm. where he was dancing appeared to ha- be having a good time was talking to lots of people um didn't appear like it wasn't like he went home and you know uh was like hit away yeah like he was definitely out and doing things and then the other thing is that also last night i think the oscars post or the academy posted a tweet that was sort of like we don't condone violence um is like vague not actually like addressing (laughs) will smith but obviously about him because why else would they tweet that but then later today they announced that they were um that they had opened sort of an investigation into this uh, looking at the academy bylaws looking at the like sort of state um laws Mm. and and government and also there were reports that somebody that the academy was considering taking will smith's oscar back so i mean i don't think any of that was substantiated (laughs) but that was reported yeah yeah yes Yeah, no, there's a lot. Like, this is a very divisive moment. Like, I I guess maybe divisive isn't the right word, but there's a lot of different perspectives on this. Um, A lot of that coming from the Black community, especially because there are these layers about uh, Black women's hair and, you know, the the idea of a of a black father, a black husband, like protecting his family, that sort of thing. And then obviously the Chris Rock punching down. What do you call it? I don't know. Is a joke ever just a joke? What is violence when it comes to language, when it comes to uh, action? And so it's been interesting to see, you know, there's think pieces galore on this from random tweets yeah, to full articles. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, yeah in your room in your in your visceral first reaction like what was the conversation with your with your party of friends (laughs) i think it's hard it was hard then and hard even still because like i think that there's some pivotal pieces of information in my mind that were missing regarding Mm. the relationship between chris rock and the smith family and then also what whether this comment was prepared ahead of time and then also like how much Chris knew about the situation, because I can see it appeared to me that the joke wasn't written 
ahead of time. Um, yeah. I think if it, I think the stuff that is written ahead of time by the producers has to get, you know, vetted. I can't imagine that they would have let this go knowing that the reason why Jada's hair is cut short is because of alopecia, right. especially since that's like a, that's a, a fact that is out there in the universe that is not hard to find. And also making a joke about Jada Smith's hair feels like a week, like it's not like, like we will get into the rest of the Oscars on the Thursday episode, but they did lots of jokes about a lot of things that felt much more like pointed and particular where Jada Smith being bald feels like a very like vague, like, well, not... and GI Jane is like a 2009 movie. It's right, like, it was exactly. so dated that it yes. didn't feel like prescient right. or relevant in any way. So it's like, it seemed very clearly off the cuff where he's just like, wow, I'm on stage now. What can I say about who's in front of me type thing? And I know that like, obviously Chris Rock and the Smiths have had interactions before it came out that they had had sort of like a different uh, tiff a couple of years ago about something. Um, And that Jada worked with Chris Rock in the Madagascar movies. I don't know how much Mm. like interaction they had on those. Um, So in my mind, sort of what I think happened, which could be wrong, is that like Chris Rock comes out, you know, he's doing a shtick, whatever. He sees that Jada has a shaved head. He makes this offhanded joke like thinking, oh, it's no big deal. Like, I don't think that he knew that she had alopecia. Or if Mm. he did, I think he wouldn't have said that. Um, But in my mind, it's like he didn't know. And if he did know that, then that changes all of this. But like, I think that he didn't know that she had alopecia. He thought it was just sort of like a random off the cuff comment um, that, you know, was fairly innocuous. And then it just so happened that it struck a nerve with her and with Will because of this thing that he didn't know. And then Will came up and smacked him. And then, you know, the rest is history from there. Yeah. So in that situation, I don't blame Chris Rock that much because I I don't know. It feels like a fairly like general joke to make. Um, But but if he knew and he made the joke, then I think that's obviously really bad. This is all separate from the from the Will Smith angle of this, which I feel like physical violence is never the answer to anything there's really no excuse for him behaving this way whether he offended jada or not or whatnot like there were lots of avenues that will smith could have taken in this where he could have addressed it afterwards he could have addressed it in his speech he could you know there's so many different ways that he could handle this that didn't involve going up on stage at the oscars and smacking somebody and so i really can't see any excuse for like why that was a good um behavior and i think you know, like when you watch reality TV shows or when you watch, I don't know, just a- any kind of thing like this. If someone slaps somebody in the face, they get like removed. Um, mm. Like lots of people in Big Brother and Survivor have gotten pulled because of, you know, mm. this kind of infraction. So I'm like, I think we should have a zero pol- a zero tolerance policy for this kind of thing. Like, should he lose his Oscar? Ugh, I, I don't know. But I'm like, this is definitely really bad. And, you know... Like, I mean, if they're going to let Roman Polanski keep his Oscar, then I'm all for Will Smith getting to keep his Oscar. Um, I guess the question yeah. is like, yeah, I mean, obviously there's lots of people who have done terrible things who still have their Oscar. And probably some of those did, some of those people did terrible things at Oscar adjacent events. Um, 
But I think that because this was like, this wasn't like Will Smith hit Chris Rock like at a party. This mm-hmm. is like he hit him on the stage of the Oscars at this event. So yeah. I can see why it they would take this away. Where like, okay, yes, Kevin Spacey is a terrible person. And like, but the things that Kevin Spacey did that were terrible don't directly in like weren't directly involved with the Oscars that I'm aware of. Oh yeah. We love a, we love a workaround. I mean, I get it. I, I think viscerally it is hard to watch. You know, I agree that I'm like, Oh, violence is never the answer, but I think there is some nuance that's important. And that is like, for one, he did, I mean, just slapped is also a workaround, um, but it was clearly not meant to, uh, you know, in disagreement with some of the more pearl clutching takes to truly like Will Smith could have hurt, you know, Chris Rock pretty easily. Will Smith is a big guy. It could have been something much more horrific, but it seemed like in their, <laughs> I don't know what in his mind, he didn't set out to truly like murder a man right i don't think that's a good take though (laughs) well what i'm saying is i think yes there are people online like the judd apatow take or whatever that was like he could have violently maimed the person or like yes uh, like i don't think that it's not like he pulled out a gun and shot him but at the same time it's like you can't be like well he hit them with the car but he was only going five miles an hour so he didn't like really need to hit him with the car so it's okay it's like if you hit someone with a car you hit someone with a car well, yeah, but if you, I mean, yeah, I understand. But I guess my bigger takeaway is that I think two things can be wrong. And I think there's two reactions that are happening and, you know, two things that sort of need to be dealt with. And one is physical violence in in a setting such as that. Um, but also, like, I, I think Chris Rock and some comedians in general tend to there just needs to be a reckoning with this idea that you can just comment on whatever you want to. And it's like, I, I don't care if he didn't know if she had alopecia, like there's no reason to comment, like to joke about a physical, the physical appearance of someone, especially when it comes to a black woman's hair, which, you know, Chris Rock famously did a documentary about. So it's like, he has the knowledge of that community, especially to know that that's just like a lazy, bad a hurtful joke. And on top of it, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's just a wasteful, like, (laughs) I mean, I don't think the joke was funny, like in any situation, but I think depending on what he knew about it or not makes him a lot more or less culpable. Cause like, yes, she has a shaved head, but it's not like she's sitting there and looks like that she has cancer or something like she the like having a shaved head i think in his mind is like a style choice it's like if someone wears a bright green dress to the oscar and you're like wow you look like big bird or whatever it's like okay (laughs) is that like or bright yellow dress okay (laughs) like you look like big bird like it's okay it's like is it nice no is it funny no not really but also it's like it the person chose to have to wear a yellow dress and so therefore like i guess you can say like you know where it's like i think if he thought oh she just shaved her head because like she thought it looked cool then you could say like hey you look like gi jane and it's like okay not that big of a deal where if you yeah, know that the i person just would never sick, agree with that because imagine like being in a workplace and having someone like comment on 
your hair choice just because they think it's a weird like haircut you know like it's still not like I think words are have violence to them right like and there's there's cause and effect to the choices that people make like I just I'm not saying I'm justifying Will Smith but I'm saying there's a context there that explains Will Smith's motivation and like and to his point about wanting to be a protector like I think there is a lot of language about like oh are you, I don't know I I just think it's a complicated and interesting um conversation that I don't necessarily have the uh cultural lens to truly comment on but I just think it's easy to sit back and be like how could Will Smith do that like what about propriety what about like generosity what about kindness like what about patience and it's like well for one as you and I like we will never know what it's like to have uh, a culture that's constantly under attack and played for laughs and that's especially true with black women so I think that is part of the larger like even in Will Smith's apology like that was part of the explanation it wasn't just like oh he made fun of me for my dress or oh he made fun of me because like my movies are bad it was like a trigger point because of you know decades centuries uh com comedic sport at their expense over and over uh, like yes i i understand that but i think that there were so many it wasn't like will smith was asked to like okay sit there and take this and never speak about it again and never comment about it. And we're all just going to laugh at you. Like he could have easily, he had so many press outings that were coming up that he could have easily been like, you know, when he wins the Oscar or later in the evening, been like Chris Rock made a very offensive joke to me and my wife, like she has alopecia. This is a very yeah. cruel thing. And I think it would have gotten him and her much further and would have done much more to, um, you know, sort of call out this issue than physical violence does. Um, like if he if he didn't have sort of any recourse then maybe i would think that the physical act was more necessary but to me he has so many different um you know avenues and also i think the fact that the joke is coming from chris rock also makes it slightly different than if it was coming from um like a white comedian and also the like the punching down angle of it, like comedy is always tricky because you're always like, like the line between is this like mean or is this funny is so difficult. And that's why I think, you know, a lot of comics have been finding it tr increasingly tricky and I'm like, you know, not a stand-up comedy fan or whatever. So I like, I'm, I'm not one of those people who's like, just like comedy be comedy, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do sort of feel like, okay, in the grand scheme of things that someone could say comedically, like I thought the joke about Jada and Will being swingers that came earlier in the evening was much like more potent than, yeah, uh, but they didn't, you know, like, that's the point, right? It's like, clearly, this was more hurtful than any joke that well, they'd been faced with. Yes, but yeah, but, but still, you can't hit somebody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's the answer. I, I think it was very uncomfortable to watch a man 
do that and then to get up and say, well, I did it in love. Like, I think there is like language to feel uncomfortable. Like that's a lens that I'm viewing it from where it's like, oh, like, well, I don't like that protector like, energy. Abusory, um language, I feel like. I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely discomfort involved with viewing something like this like I don't think every anyone's first response was like OMG this is hysterical like this is amazing to watch oh like, no it definitely television. wasn't funny it was very very tense and awkward and I think everyone reacted to it like you know across the interwebs in very like whoa what did we just witness things because it was so unprecedented right at this like polished like elevated event it was very uh it kind of it, it just took you aback a little bit and i think that um is messy and unfortunate and i think will smith will have to live with like how that overshadows everything for him going forward like not only for his win and his future and like whatever this does to his career but like it shifted the entire conversation of the award show where where other awards kind of like lost their like prescient like you know like Questlove's win wasn't as big a moment because it was overshadowed by this and I think that's unfortunate and it, and it's rough that in trying to you know to quote him protect um his wife it, it ended up silencing a lot of a lot of conversations that women could have had in their various award-winning moments um, at this year's Oscars. Obviously, we haven't heard from Jada. We haven't heard from, you know, people who he called out from his cast. But it's like, it's unfortunate that it's become like, oh, the Will Smith and Chris Rock show. But I think it is like interesting to kind of sit back and, and look at, you know, what this means to different people and how different people are reacting. Because it is just like, it was such a strange out of body experience to kind of witness that on such a big platform. Yeah. And, and it is also interesting to think about like what Will Smith's career looks like going forward from this, because obviously this will be sort of like a stain that stays with him. I mean, will he be canceled? Never make another movie again. I doubt it, but I think that there will be roles and, things that would have previously been open to him that are not anymore. And also, you know, this whole sort of um, narrative, I think around him was, Oh, like he is, he's so charming. He's, he's so great. He's, he's a good actor. He just like, hasn't been able to get it together in the right way. Like he, like he was always working towards this Oscar. And I think where this was supposed to be sort of a, like welcome to a new level of, stardom and like talent and and kind of puts him in a different pantheon with people like Denzel Washington that now all of that sort of has like a little bit of an asterisk next to it and I don't think that anybody is going to be in as much of a hurry to uh, cast him in things and I mean isn't that interesting to think about though because I mean like I think it's interesting how we've ran to vilify I, I don't know. I mean, Casey Affleck won an award after yeah. being accused of well, like, well, yeah, but rape look, and has gone on to do just fine. I mean, like, and sure, maybe he, he's maybe he's not. But I'm saying like, like there, you know, Roman Polanski had to go on the run, but he got a like a, award, you know, after I mean, being I, accused yeah. of like child rape. So it's like, 
I don't think Will Smith should be turned out of town for this. Like, I really just don't think this is the worst thing we've ever seen just because it might be the most forward facing act of violence. Like, I just, I think, you know, Hollywood has a long and sordid past of really bad choices, really horrific people that are being awarded movies that are being awarded, like moments that are being celebrated that we look back on and try and like, that's not a good look. And so I really don't want Will Smith's career to be um, affected by this. Like, I think if Chris Rock is fine, if Will Smith is fine, like, I don't know. I really, <laughs> I didn't like seeing someone get slapped. I want that to be clear. Like, I don't like, I, feel like I didn't like that. I don't stand for it. very interesting, like, take for you. I just think, I, I don't know. I think if I have to sit here and watch so many white men get away with so much horrific stuff, I think, that I'm going to, like, sit back and, like, be like, you know what? I'm going to give Will Smith a pass on, I don't know, standing up for his wife. Like, it wasn't some ego-driven boxing match. I think it was. <laughs> okay. I think it had a lot to do with ego. Um, but the, I think just because bad things have gone unpunished in the past, like I think the where we are today as a society is very different than we were even five years ago. So like, yes, there have been lots of people who have gotten away with lots of terrible things and are only maybe now sort of getting called to task for some of those. Um, And some of those people still aren't getting called to task because, you know, things happen in the shadows and there's privilege and all all kinds of stuff. But I don't think that it's a good posture to take to say like, well, some people got passes in the past, so we're going to give other people passes now to sort of like make up for that. I mean, I don't think that Will Smith should be done with his career. Like, I think there are, I don't think this is a career ending um choice that he made and i and i don't think i don't think that he should lose his career and i also don't think that he will but i think that he will have to at least in the short term deal with the repercussions of this for a while i think usually when you win an oscar people are clamoring to work with you you have lots of options available to you everybody wants to put you in their movies i'm not sure that everybody wants to put will smith in their movies now because i do think that there is a certain level of stigma where there will be some people whether we like it or not who will say oh i don't like will smith anymore and i'm not going to go see him if he's in a movie and so i think that producers um will you know take that into consideration and i think that because of will smith's actions the things that are coming to him in the next couple of years will be very different than if he had done nothing, got up on stage, won his award and addressed <laughs> this afterwards. Well, I agree because we place white comfort above almost anything else, but it's like, I, I am frustrated that that is, that this is going to be the line drawn in the sand, that it's easier for us as a society to punish black men for their actions while making excuses for white men in theirs. Like, I just think, you but know, which, from everyone like, who's person been, are we making? Are I making an excuse for? Right I'm not now? saying you personally. I'm saying, you know, the, <laughs> the like, Hollywood someone... Boulevard is littered with people who have been accused well, of yes. wrongdoings. You know, Marky Mark literally blinded a man, and that violent is violence is still underplayed because oh well, he makes funny movies now. Like it's like, do people learn, grow, whatever? Sure, but what I'm saying is that I will be. It, it will disgust me to think like 
oh, Will Smith's opportunities were, I, I don't know. I just think, first of all, this whole like promise of like, oh, better things come when you win an Oscar is not always true for people of color. So that alone is like, you know, a frustrating point. But on top of that, this was not like a, a this was not a, I, I don't know. I, I get heated because it's very annoying to think about moments where um, we downplay or excuse um, the actions of others because we decide their art is more worthwhile. But we turn into um, suddenly punitive justice like, oh, we have to punish and we can't let this get away when it's usually a person of color. And I think that's like what's a frustrating trend to see um, when in reality, this is a slap that for all intents and purposes, Chris Rock is not pressing charges over, isn't, doesn't seem too concerned about like, according to sources such as Diddy, they've been able to work it out behind the scenes. So it's like, if they're okay with it, then it's like, why are we rushing to just destroy a man for it? I mean, I I don't, at least I'm not rushing to destroy anybody, but I think that is sort of like a logical flaw to, to, to look at this and sort of say like, well, we need to give like leniency to this bad act because we've also previously given leniency to other worse bad acts. I'm like, we shouldn't, like we should not be giving leniency to any bad acts. And the sooner we start that, the better. Um, Like if, if it had been Brad Pitt who got up on the stage and slapped somebody, I would be saying the same exact thing of like, he shouldn't have done that. And he possibly like should lose the Oscar. And also like his career should take a, a divot from it. Now, whether that happens or not, that's hard to say because, you know, the world is racist and full of terrible people who have all kinds of terrible motives for things. But I feel like you have to, like you have to have some standard somewhere or otherwise you just end up making excuses for all kinds of people. Mm. Like if somebody had said like a gay slur and you know, uh, uh, like, and Ariana DeBose had gotten up and slapped somebody, I wouldn't like, I would still be saying like, she shouldn't have done that. That's a terrible thing to do. Like physical Mm -hmm. violence is never the answer Mm -hmm. no matter who you are or what the situation is, especially not when you're like a privileged, you know, multimillionaire. Um, yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, there's toxic masculinity on both sides and it's, and it's a tough, uh, yeah, it was, it was wild to watch. And I think, uh, you know, it will be discussed ad nauseum for (laughs) the next few weeks, the next years, every Oscar roundup going forward. Especially as more information I, you know, comes out. Cause I'm sure I know that people in the room are still like, you know, getting their stories out. The, I'm sure that will, will eventually be doing interviews that Jada will do in, you know, like we will get more and more information about this in the upcoming weeks. And, and as, um, and I think as like corporations and stuff also figure out what they're going to do, you know, we'll get stories that are like, oh, he he lost a sponsorship deal. Oh, he didn't get a he didn't lose a sponsorship deal. He got cast in this movie. He didn't get cast in this movie. Like there'll be a lot of more information too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I think a lot of things can be bad all at once. And I think I can I, it's a gray area for me in almost every avenue where jokes are bad, hitting people is bad, making fun of women's hair is bad, 
uh, ruining a person's career is bad. Like punitive justice is bad. So I just think it's a messy, messy, messy situation. Yeah, you can have a situation in which lots of things are bad. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily have to like sort of, uh, I don't know, like try to rank them, I guess, is like, yeah. like what's the worst versus what isn't. Yeah. It was definitely, uh, you know, another momentous Oscar moment uh, in an Oscar that deserves a lot of talking. So I'm glad we <laughs> will get to go into it more on our Thursday episode because there's still a lot to talk about as far as what happened this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So many things. And and the ceremony had lots of other weird moments oh, that yeah. I feel like are getting overlooked. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a long laundry yeah, list of, yeah, uh, lots questions. Yeah, lots of strange things happening. So I'm excited <laughs> to get into all of that. Um, yeah, you know, and and Will Smith, uh, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll be, I'm sure this is not the last we have seen him <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. I, you know, I don't, let me look at his IMDb, but I'm sure he has <laughs> another movie that's already finished and will be coming out <clears throat> shortly. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a new man, as he said in his speech, and he has a new mission, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I, I think society at large, um, his community, like everyone, you know, everyone has an opinion on it. It'll be interesting to see how long uh, judgments last. I think it, white people, <laughs> written, honestly, one of my favorite tweets to come out of this was the one from the doctor who was like, if he had hit Betty White, <laughs> she could have fallen over, cracked her head, and died on stage. And I just thought that was uh, unironic. Like, it was an unironic joke. Yeah, it it's like, serious, okay. If, like, it, like, for, for as ill, for as poorly as Will Smith's choices were, I think that he did have enough wherewithal to know that if it had been like Liza Minnelli, that he would not have slapped her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other thing, uh, I guess we haven't talked about this at all, yet either is like do we think there's any chance that will smith was under the influence of anything at all when this happened because obviously people drink at the oscars i don't know if he's a sober person or not or i don't know i don't think so i mean i think this really was just uh it seemed like a visceral reaction to a joke that was a trigger point for either him or his wife and i think he's gonna be in a movie called emancipation that's an action thriller directed by (laughs) The person who directed Training Day. Oh, well, look at that. So Starring him and to. Ben Foster. Um, did you have a love it or hate it? Or is it I really did. Just... Yeah. <laughs> um, so my love it, which I don't think I've talked about this yet because it just came out last weekend, is the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, um, yes. did have you seen this yet? No. I saw this uh, like two weeks ago, maybe in a screening. Um, it's a new A24 movie. It's the one with the googly eyes all over it. Um, <laughs> that stars Michelle Yeoh, who is the, is she the grandmother or the mother in Crazy Rich Asians? Um, she's the grandmother. The grandmother. Or no, she's of the, the mother. The, she's the mother. She's yes. The mother. Yes. She's Henry Golding's mom. Um, yeah. But she's also the woman from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And it's a very odd movie. It's from the directors who did Swiss Army Man, which I did not see. Um, the like movie where uh, 
Daniel Radcliffe is a dead body that can be used in various ways. But so I went into it sort of thinking like, okay, this is going to be weird. The basic premise is that Michelle Yeoh and her family run a laundromat. They are in some kind of tax trouble. They go to the IRS building where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is their accountant. And while they're there, there is sort of like a rift between that dimension and the various other dimensions where Michelle Yeoh and her family uh, exist and that there is some kind of like nefarious force that is threatening to destroy all the dimensions. And so the Michelle Yeoh in this one has to sort of like harness powers from her other dimensions to fight off whatever this negative force is, which sounds very complicated and very (laughs) weird. And it sort of is. Um, the first half is kind of like a uh, like a martial arts action film starring Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis. So it's very uh, interesting, but I found it just like fascinating to watch. And it sort of takes a turn in the second half where it turns into just like a really, really great family story that I think is really touching and sort of like very surprising. And it just hit me in uh, so many different ways that it's unlike anything else I'd ever seen. I loved it so much. It has like a 90 something, I think percent on rotten tomatoes. It's so good. Michelle Yeoh's performance is incredible. The costumes, the makeup, the special effects, the fighting is great. And I was like sobbing. I'm not even joking for like the last 20 minutes of the movie. So it's like, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I am absolutely smitten with it. The cast is incredible. Um, if you watch the um, the second Indiana Jones movie, the little uh, boy is Michelle Yeoh's husband in this. Like, now he's all grown up. Um, <laughs> he's really good. Aquafina was supposed to be in it, but she canceled because of scheduling reasons. And so they got this other girl to play the part who hasn't really been in anything before, but she's incredible. It's just a great movie. And I think everybody should go see it. And I'll probably go see it a couple more times, honestly. Yeah, I've heard good things, so I'm excited. Um, similarly, great art being made. I watched Bridgerton season two. Oh gosh. On Netflix. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I really thought it was better until like the last three episodes. Um, season one was just so silly and like over the top and very, so very, bad. very like so much sex, like so much sex. Is there not movie. as much sex in there the second season? There is not any sex in this movie until, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. There's not a lot of sex in this. I'll just say that. There's not a lot of sex in this at all. It was surprisingly that's shocking crazy because I feel like that's the, the whole thing about the first I know. season that everybody wanted was the sex. I know. I don't know why they were. I think they were trying to play it differently than the first season. Like it's the same, you know, haters to lovers trope. But they're trying desperately, I think, to not hit the same notes as the first one, even well, though they're pretty since they similar. They have to do this eight times. Yeah, <laughs> pretty similar stories. Um. So overall, I liked the new characters, like the brother shaved his um, sideburns, looks a lot better, a lot more handsome. I get it now. Um, And then they have a new love interest for him and they have this very caustic, like sarcastic um, And she's from Sex Education. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know her from anything, but she's beautiful. It was great. Costumes were great. It was very silly. They spend a lot more time on the side characters too. I mean, I guess the last season you did have a lot with the brothers. Did we figure like, out orgy. if the other brother is gay? 
No, he's still not gay. He still played very straight for some reason. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it was like it was really good tension building in like the romantic Regency sort of style, but it didn't feel like Bridgerton-y because there was no sex and touching and stuff until like the very end. So it was interesting. I didn't end up loving the finale. It felt like a really, really long drag to the finish line by the end of it. But I enjoyed it. And I'm curious why they moved away from the sex. Like it felt like it was almost like they lured us in with this splashy first season and now they're just, they're, they're playing it down to get a wider audience um, because there were like not as much boobies, you know, so maybe more parents would let their kids watch it or something. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, over, overall it was like, I think it was better, but I think ultimately I also didn't like love it, you know? <laughs> I wonder if part of it is that the stars of the second season are bigger names than the stars of the first season were. Mm, interesting. And so they wouldn't do all of the nudity stuff. And so then it was like, okay, what <laughs> is the what point of all yeah. the sex? Yeah. <laughs> but that does seem yeah. like a, a poor choice on Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Part. Very interesting. I didn't look into it to see how the reviews were or anything. It was just gut reaction. I did enjoy the romantic tension a little more, but ultimately I felt like it, like it fizzled in a way that it didn't need to. So kind of a B a B grade, but an enjoyable, an enjoyable season nonetheless. I mean, I adore Jonathan Bailey and think that he's so great. But I, even I, am like, I can't really bring my. I'm not sure I can bring myself. Yeah, to I don't watch know if you would love it. I hated the first season so much. It's much more played like a classic sort of Jane Austen like romance, where it's like, oh, the tension, the stares, the the stolen glances. But that just highlights how badly drawn the like world building and the historical accuracy is. So it's sort of like just watching a cheap like CW produced Downton Abbey or something, you know? Yeah. And it's, do I really want to have to listen to, you know, like WAP, uh, the acoustic <laughs> version? No. We got like, um, I can't remember the notes now, like Wrecking Ball, um, uh, I ought to, You Ought to Know. Um, but none of yeah. the same, there weren't no. actually, like, that was one thing I noticed is like, oh, the music isn't standing out as much as the first season. So I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but knowing okay. Netflix, they'll just cancel it anyways. So, well, maybe Will Smith will be so desperate for the role <laughs> that he'll have to be in the third season. <laughs> I'd welcome it, honestly. We could only hope. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we'll be back to talk more about the Oscars, but not so much about Will Smith <laughs> on the Thursday episode. Um, otherwise, yeah, follow us on social media, leave us a review, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye.